Hello and welcome to the Wild Soul Academy podcast. I am your host, Joy Kaya, and founder of Wild Soul Academy, where we have courses and in-person and virtual events, as well as our wild and sacred circle. And I want to welcome you to our podcast. Here we are speaking to the healers, the soul leaders, the individuals who are awakening, expanding right now through such beautiful activations and gateways. And so here you're going to find episodes that will align with you, tap into you, really awaken your soul to come forth and expand and stretch as far as you can imagine. Welcome, welcome and enjoy the show. Hello, beautiful wild soul. Welcome to another episode of our Wild Soul Academy podcast. So glad you are here today with me. All right, you guys, I have been wanting to record this episode for quite some time. And today I just feel the full, complete spark. And I feel like I could talk about this forever. It's about being an earth keeper. This is a word or a phrase or the title I've given myself. And um, it kind of showed up for me about three, maybe four years ago, not very long ago, still pretty new in my world. And ever since I've just owned that title, I am an earth keeper, right? And I have continued to ask myself, what does it mean for me to be a keeper of the earth? And so I wanted to come in today because we have such a beautiful sacred code of change for the earth within our DNA. We all feel that there is something different we must do. We are so excited to see all of the expansiveness and the growth in our technology and in industry. And, you know, we've just evolved in such deep, beautiful ways. Um, and for those of us who are privileged in countries that give us freedom and potential and possibility. When we look at the earth, we are also being invited to make some kind of change, make a difference in some way. And I feel like I've spoken to this before in a different podcast around, you know, it's not about always fixing things. It's about allowing things to heal. And we get so busy around trying to do and be and show up that we lose the point. Um, and, you know, and I, and I, I want to honor those before us that have really pushed and fought for change and, I mean, even sacrificed their lives for change. And they were a true catalyst to where we land today. And, Moving into the energies of 2021, it became very clear that this is a more easeful time, that the invitation is to take the rest, to take the break, to listen to our intuition, to go on that weekend um, escape in whatever that looks like, you know, unplugging, zeroing out, whatever we want to call it. And, you know, I think the greater invitation here is to then look at our beautiful earth and ask ourselves the same type of question. That's the same kind of invitation, this invitation that we can go about this differently, 
Um, I was looking through different grants here in uh, this in California, where I am based out of, and as I was looking through the grants, I saw grants that talked about environmental change, and you know they have all of this money, but the way they want you to spend the money is very specific, and it didn't. It was very confusing for me as I read it, and the, I I do not remember all the details right now, but I remember reading it and thinking, why would that infrastructure change the environment? It was literally like, here, go waste this $5 billion, here's some grant money. Anyone who can have a business or a nonprofit that aligns with our intention for this money can have this money, and it just feels a little backwards right? It feels a little bit backwards. Now, I think it's wonderful that the state of California is giving money to, you know, obviously help change, but it's still a little bit off kilter. And I think it comes from that push and do mentality. Um, And that is the old way. The new way is more intuitive and more fluid and it begins with ourselves. And so the, you know, the earth is calling us, right? And the phone's ringing and we're supposed to pick up the, an answer. Um, and she's kind of like our new boss, you know, she's our mentor. She's our leader. She is there to show us what she needs, right? I think we need to let go of, Oh, I have a bright idea to fix, or I'm going to fix this, or I'm going to do that, or I'm going to advocate for this. You know, as much as I think that that has power and it can move the needle forward slightly, I think the real change comes when we just stop and listen and pay attention to our own self. And what we feel is, and intuitively feel when I say that, when we feel into what it is that we would like to do to connect with the earth, what that looks like for us. So, you know, sometimes for me, for example, one of those things is having my own herb garden with um, some medicinal garden and having fruits and vegetables that I can pull from for my family. And that feels very abundant to me. But I think that the, that, you know, each individual, my neighbor, my friends, my strangers that I don't even know, (laughs) everyone you, the one that's listening, you're going to feel your own version of what the earth is asking of you. And we just need to tap into that and honor it. But the key is to tap into it and to listen and to pay attention, you know, stop trying to fix. We are being invited to, I think, honor our growth as a human race, I think we are being called to also change and break down the imprints and structures that we have been taught for generations. And it's grown and evolved into what we see today, and it will grow and evolve into the future. So whatever our generation, whatever generation you're in, whatever our generation brings in and imprints into history at this time is going to ripple and affect our future generations. And and that's really where we need to look at this, right? And I was uh, on a nice walk with my daughter 
couple nights ago. And she said, you know, mom, by 2050, all the fish in the ocean will be gone. And, um, I said, where did you hear that? And she said, I saw it on TikTok <laughs> and I giggled and I said, Oh, of course it's, it's TikTok. She's like, but a doctor, a doctor, a scientist, he, he like was on there and I was like, okay, okay. You know? And I remember, you know, thinking that I was going to make a difference when I was her age and I was going to change the world. And when I heard her say that, it just brought me right back to myself when I was 17 years old and the world, the world that I wanted to create and how I was going to do it. And I think that the, the bigger invitation in that moment with my daughter was to honor that, that information, whether it's truth or not, is there to shock us, to wake us up, to have us pause and ask ourselves, how am I contributing to that? How am I contributing to that? And then in your own way, answer the question of what you, how you can make the small difference because, you know, it's, we can't wait for big pharma or the, um, you know, local waste management company. We can't wait for them to make change you know, trust me, it's on the forefront of their minds. And um, it's, you know, they have the, the statement on the website and, you know, they're socially, you know, um, adequate and they're trying to make the difference by donating here. So we're going to destroy, but we're also going to donate. <laughs> and I think that the the real answer is is not that any longer. And I am not saying that that should stop. I'm just saying that we can't that we can't check the box if we're not making the change and listening as an earth keeper ourselves. So we want to come in and we want to start thinking about how can we rewrite the um, reciprocal, the give and take relationship of you and the earth. How can we begin to change that? And how can you begin to like even within our structure of the world, start to rewrite the money story, to start to rewrite what it means to be happy, to rewrite what fulfillment looks like. And, you know, we it does start there. And as you begin to do that, you begin to slow your pace in so many ways. Um, and you start to make actions that bring you closer to what that true definition looks like for you. You know, it used to be, um, and it wasn't that long ago where it was all, you know, as an entrepreneur, <laughs> it was all about being the entrepreneur who had the passive income, which, you know, is like this big carrot that dangles by the way. And, um, it's just a bunch of nothing. And because it doesn't really, it doesn't work that way. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I mean, at least the ways they, they teach you, it doesn't work that way. Um, but you know, they, they, this idea that I have this passive income, I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to live on my own terms. And yes, you can create some of that as an entrepreneur, but we can achieve that and then still look around and not feel complete, not feel fulfilled still feel that we do not have enough. So we have to stop and ask ourselves, like, what do I really want? Do not look at social media, right? Um, don't even listen to 
my reflection, you know, what makes me happy might not make you happy. So it's really about defining what that looks like for you, getting real about it, breaking down the lies of what you think that's supposed to be and start to shift and change, shift and change, shift and change, right? Start making those small little shifts where you then start to create a life that really truly does match your happiness definition that truly does match what it means to be abundantly wealthy and just to play with that, right? With no like real, like, oh, the, you know, the financial advisor told me, right? Or, you know, um, this is what it looks like to be happy. Okay. Um, Instagram pictures, right? Like, oh, she looks so happy or he looks so happy and trying to mimic that because ultimately what you'll find out is that it's really not true. And if you're really busy taking pictures of your happiness, then you're not really happy either, right? Like I'm not saying that there's not moments of bliss that get captured. I'm just saying if you're busy archiving and um, capturing the timeline of your happiness, you're probably going to lose the point. So we really want to shift. We want to turn off that phone. We want to take that break. We want to get into silence with ourselves and get into the dirt, get into the soil, get with the earth. You know, um, here in the States, it's, it's going to be, um, summer soon. You know, we're just weeks away from summer. I'm excited about that. Stay tuned. I'm going to do a uh, summer solstice episodes here soon. Something to look forward to. And I am feeling that spark of like, oh, we can get outdoors. We can go hiking. We can go to the river. We can go to the ocean. We can go to the mountains. You know, we can do all of these things. And this big invitation is just out there for us to take and go with it. Um, I think that ultimately, you know, we really want to just be in silence. So finding ways If you're on the Southern hemisphere and it's, you know, late fall, getting close to winter, like you're really feeling that beautiful shift of the energy in the air and of things slowing and quieting in beautiful and unique ways, you know, in your world. And, and yet, um, I always believe that winter brings us a time of, you know, celebration and, and connection. And, you know, it's just, and and summer does as well. It's just a little bit different, right? It's more extroverted versus introverted. And, um, but they're both times of celebration and enjoying and appreciating. And so because of the season that is before us, I think it's this perfect opportunity for us to ask ourselves, how do I want to be an earth keeper? What does it mean to me to be a keeper of the planet? And what is Mother Earth asking of me? Right? Being with that, feeling into it. You know, begin by creating a small herb garden for yourself. Begin by maybe honoring the solstice, right? It's like we all have this beautiful opportunity to just celebrate and connect into and appreciate the earth. And from there, just listening to that guidance that she brings to us. I've been really having a blast getting to know the different herbs. And I definitely want to um, record an episode probably on 
the magic of herbs and what it brings to one's life. I'd love to do that really soon for you guys. Um, but some of the things that I've, you know, and I'm going to stretch a little bit, right? But I'm going to spark something in you. Some of the things that I've been discovering is like this, like spirit of the planet of the, of the herb. There's like the herb, each herb has a, as a soul or some kind of energy essence. Like it's not like a human soul, right? But there's an essence and there's almost like a whisper of talking and like, communicating with me and it, it might sound silly, but when I get quiet and I give it, like, I look at my, you know, hydrangea, for example, um, on my back patio, I look at her and it's a her, I just know it's a her and she feels so wise and it feels so weird to say that, but to say it also is me saying like, I'm paying attention. I'm allowing that. I'm allowing myself to feel the energy of that plant. And it's the same as when we feel the energy of another human. It's just that we decide that humans are more important than the planet. We decide that we're more important than the ecosystem of the earth. So, um, and you know what, if you, if you don't know better, you don't know better. Right. So it's not about judging. It's about, Oh, right. That's what we do. Don't we, we decide that we're more important than that. We take this moment, you know, we take that, you know, trash can full of whatever. And we decide that we're going to put it in that reciprocal can and um, it's going to get picked up by the waste management company. And so be it. And, and we forget about it. Right. Because we're, we're just in that self-serving space. But when we take, we unplug from that um, and that's our current system, right? So it's just the way it is at this time. But when we unplug from that and we ask ourselves, like, what, what can I do to help the earth? How can I change her? How can I make a difference? You know, and we can start to shift that energy. We can start to play with, well, what is the earth really asking of me? Oh, my ivy is exploding in the back of the property. I should probably clear some of that ivy so my trees can breathe. Right? So those shrubs can breathe. So those herbs can breathe. So the, the wild columbine that's everywhere <laughs> can bloom freely. Right? So it's just checking in, feeling into what does the earth need? What is she asking of me? Right. And yeah, I'm kind of talking about gardening right now. Right. But it can look so different than that. You could be at the ocean and have your own interaction with the ocean. Talk to her or him. Right. What's the ocean asking of you? What does the ocean spirit feel like? Right. What's the message? What's the greater invitation? And we can continue to do this. We can do this with animals and wildlife. We can do this with the trees, one of my favorites, right? And we can do it as simple with a flower. Like it could be as simple as that. Um, but it's about connecting into and listening intuitively and really just giving it presence, a presence that maybe we haven't given it before. So that's what I wanted to bring in 
was just this invitation, this greater invitation for you to feel into this, to slow your pace, right? Um, how important is the things that are in your life that busy you? How, how important are they really? How much can I slow down? And that has been the greater, you know, the invitation that we've all been hearing. And so as we hear and answer that invitation, we can then begin to hear and listen to the invitation of mother earth and what it is that she needs from us. And we rewrite and we redefine and we continue to make the greater impact. You know, it's again, as I began reminding all of you who are listening right now, that it's not about going and fixing. It's about listening and allowing the healing to begin. If each of us starts to do that, we're going to see a change on the planet. We're going to start seeing it. And it's a beautiful, beautiful invitation right? So I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. And I want to thank you for listening to this episode, because by listening to this episode, you are someone who is saying, yeah, I want to be more in tune. I want to connect more. I don't know what that means yet. And I'm not asking you to make promises that you're going to go be a big change maker. I'm just asking that you slow your pace enough to listen, pay attention, and start to make those small, beautiful shifts that will make a beautiful impact on the greater whole. Have a beautiful, blessed day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today on our show. And I would love to invite you, if you're enjoying the work and the messages that are coming through, that you love on us by sharing us a quick note and maybe even a review, letting us know how you're feeling and what is moving for you as you listen to the Wild Soul Academy podcast. I also want to invite you to come on over and check out the Joy Kaya website. That's J O I E K ya.com and see what we're up to. We have courses, we have workshops, and we also have some private sessions available if you're interested in working together one-on-one. I want to thank you again. Have a beautiful, blessed day.